You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Official launch date, Monday the 4th of September 2017. Where am I? In the podcast. What do you want? I want to tell you that Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audiobooks and audio dramas covering things like Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, Dark Shadows, Sherlock Holmes, Dracula, Frankenstein, H.G. Wells, The Prisoner, The Omega Factor, The Avengers, Survivors, <gasps> etc. Whose side are you on? Uh, Big Finish's side. We want news, listeners' emails, a guest star interview, the Randomoid Selectatron, the latest releases roundup, and a 15-minute drama tease. Well, you won't get it. By hook or by crook, we will. And what's more, the guest star interview is with Karen Gletill from Countermeasures, uh, the Doctor Who spin-off. And the 15-minute drama tease is from The Prisoner Volume 2, continuing this exciting first episode, I Met a Man Today, which has been getting fabulous reviews. Who are you? Nick Briggs, co-executive producer of Big Finish and the voice of the Daleks and stuff. Who is number one? Jason Haig Ellery. And you are Benji Clifford, sound designer and composer extraordinaire. You're a dab hand at the kazoo. And you're generally a jolly nice chap. I am not a nice chap. I'm a crazy dude. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. Well, I think it's time for the, uh, you finished laughing? I think it's time for the news, isn't it? It, it, it had better be. <laughs> This is the Big Finish News. Cue number two and number six. The Paul Sprague Memorial Short Trips Opportunity. Here's an update. As you may know, in honour of a dear departed great friend and colleague, Paul Sprague, Big Finish producer Ian Atkins set up the Writer's Opportunity because of all the encouragement Paul used to give burgeoning talent out there. Uh, the entries were all sent in by, um, by, by hundreds of you out there, in fact. Ian sifted through them all, then he sent me the finalists, and he and I came to a joint decision on our favourite we're not naming the successful story or author yet, not until the final script is written, but when it is, I will record it, and it will be released. That's very exciting stuff. I'm already uh, I'm already nervous as to what we might get. Well, I'm not nervous. <laughs> nervous is the wrong word. I'm, what, what, what's You're the word? anticipating and, it. Yes, I'm filled with anticipation. And that's a big thank you right there uh, for all of you who sent your stories in. And stay tuned for further updates. It's also worth noting that there will be another Paul Sprague Memorial Writers Opportunity same time next year. Yeah, I'm just bound to say, Benji, that uh, people will be missing any kazooing. Have you? You've moved house. Have you I, lost the kazoo? I I might uh, have carried it very specially in a, in a very special kazoo bag. Oh, can you give us a kazoo interlude? <laughs> No idea that what that was. Bit. I think I think that was literally something I played on the the keyboard the other day randomly, and it's got stuck. It in my sounds head. a little bit like a, a commercial bumper for uh, Captain Scarlet or Joe Knight. It's a bit Stingray. Actually, I think it is a bit. St- I think the, oh, no, the- Fireball XL5. Yes, it's Fireball XL5. That's what it is. There we go. 
Well done, Nick. You have solved the mystery right there. Oh, I'm so very pleased about that. Next up, imagine a man who defies convention. A man prepared to risk everything to push science to its limits. I think we're talking about Benji. Imagine a far distant future where humanity has changed beyond recognition. Where peace may come at a terrible cost. And where violent creatures lurk beneath the surface of the earth. Imagine a leap into the unknown, into discovery and adventure. Imagine a journey in the time machine. I got chills. Oh, it's, no, it's they're multiplying. It's when you were reading that. It I'm was reminding me control. a bit of um, Rod Sterling's. Uh, imagine <laughs> a leap into the unknown, into discovery and adventure. Have a bit of cigarette. Imagine a journey in the twilight zone, <laughs> the time machine. So good. Can you do the uh, twilight zone on the kazoo? Oh, oh how does it even go? I've, w- I've watched them non-stop. Um, <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got more than we bargained for. Well, we've got a little bit more. I love the. Oh, yeah. So, so good. But we're not talking anyway. about the Twilight Zone. <laughs> no, it's not. We're talking it's the about time a machine, completely honestly. different thing. We are talking about H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, which is based on uh, this is based on the groundbreaking book by H.G. Wells, starring Ben Miles. The Time Machine of our H.G. Wells releases, and it's out on Tuesday, the 9th of September. Well done. That's, uh, that sentence was very badly written and an amalgamation of uh, cut and pasted things. So I know it made no sense, but I think we got the meaning of it. Uh, it is out on the 9th of September. I just wanted to say about the time machines, pretty much like my little speech about War of the Worlds a while back, which is that, you know, the whole business of the time machine and the War of the Worlds, it, it's the basis of everything I, I love in science fiction, really. And, and also the basis of Doctor Who. There would have been no Doctor Who without those two things. Absolutely. I, I read them both when I was really young, and I desperately, desperately wanted to do the adaptation for Big Finish. I just didn't have the time. And lovely Mark Platt has done such a brilliant adaptation that when I read it and did a bit of script editing on it, I cried with nostalgia, brought a tear to my eye. I wrote to him straight away and told him that. It's lovely. It's so He's done such a brilliant thing with it, and it's very faithful. But, of course, you know, in order to dramatise something, you always have to invent and alter things slightly because drama is different to prose and the way novels work. You know, drama works differently. He's done a fantastic job, and I've heard the edits. And Ben Miles is amazing. And Nicholas Rowe as well. Yeah. Oh, but, but actually, you're going to mention them, aren't you? Yes, I am. It's got a great cast, including uh, Nicholas Rowe, Angela McIntosh, uh, Nicholas Asbury, uh, James Joyce, Howell Morgan, uh, Christopher Naylor. A lot of talent in there. Uh, it is. I think, yeah. like you were saying, Nick, it is one of those uh, amazing bits of science fiction. Uh, it's if, if there was a Hall of Fame for science fiction, it would be up there. That beautiful it mixture of the be. wonderful Victorian. Uh, time machine. Oh, it's it's a magical sort it is, of. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it would. It wouldn't. It just be up there if there was a hall of fame. It would be. It would be over the door. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> As you enter the time machine. Yeah. So much. Uh, I. Yeah. You always remember the cover image of the book version you've got, and it was this him running along and all these horrible creatures sort of grasping and gra- it's a very sort of line drawing on the one I've got. The Morlocks, the, um, aren't they? Yeah, the Morlocks and the. Uh, uh, the War of the Worlds is just a, a Martian machine standing in an empty street quite oh. imposing not doing anything just standing there 
Anyway, uh, talking of the time machine, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. I was in my laboratory at four o'clock that afternoon. And since then, between four and dinner time, I have lived out eight days. Such days as no human being ever lived before. H.G. Wells, The Time Machine. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, thank you, thank you. How do you do? Uh, no, 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 please don't pull my clothes. These, these are mine. Good grief. That's not far off one million years. Yes, I know. Well, well nearly. A different age or epoch. Owena, listen to me. I want to not eat... No, 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 not fruit. Listen. Listen. About the world below. The tunnels. The dark world. Darkness. What's that? Ah, damnation! The panels! Who are you? Where are you from? <laughs> ah, damnation! Where's my machine? Awena! <laughs> Awena! Be the warlock! Be the warlock! Big finish. We love stories. Now then, here's a thing, possibly about the same time as you're listening to this. If you're sneakily listening on Sunday the 3rd of September, actor, YouTuber and impersonator Jake Dudman will be releasing some news at Sci-Fi Wales, which is a Welsh event about sci-fi, funnily enough, uh, and that news is that he will be narrating our upcoming 10th and 11th Doctor Chronicles. Nick, tell us about it. Well, you see, I know we sort of announced our plans after we did the Ninth Doctor one and said that, you know, I shall... Ninth Doctor Chronicles, which I did with my uh, um, doing a bit of uh, uh, Ninth Doctor voice there. Uh, and Not there, but in the Ninth in, in Doctor it, yeah. Chronicles. Yeah, uh, <coughs> That didn't sound anything like it. <laughs> I'm doing um, my Ninth Doctor. <laughs> this is it. Hello, I'm the Ninth Doctor. <laughs> sounds, it's brilliant, isn't it? Amazing. Uncanny, Nick. Uncanny. <laughs> Uncanny. I can do another one. Uh, this is Theresa May. Hello, I'm <laughs> Theresa May. It's amazing, isn't it? Hello. Oh, Bing, Bing Bong. Big Ben. <laughs> Reminds me, I used to do this sort of joke. I don't know where I got it from. I must have copied it off television when people say, I can do animal noises. And you do all this, getting your hands around your mouth. And you get mouth and you sort of get it right. And you get just go, woof. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like you're doing. I love all that sort of build-up and a complete, you know, lack. And of And you have to have that short the gap where they're an- they're anticipating what you're going to do. Exactly. And then you go, Very- yeah, meow. Yeah, <laughs> to wit, to wit, to woo. <laughs> it also reminds me. This is such a tangent. Sorry. It also reminds me of a friend of mine who was uh, one of the twins, uh, a, a magical act. And uh, he was on the Doctor Who live tour with us. And he's a great magician. And uh, people kept asking him to do magical tricks. He said, I never do magical tricks when I'm not on stage. I don't, you know, it's all about the big performance, the big effect. They used to make helicopters uh, disappear and things like that, you know. Yeah, and they make huge monsters for pantomimes that sort of leap out into the, uh, the audience. Terrifying. And let's put it this way. It's so terrifying that a lot of the seats are wet at the end of it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I digress massively from my digression. Uh, and so one night in a Chinese restaurant, we tried to... We, they seemed to convince him to do a trick. 
So he did this brilliant thing where he got his uh, linen napkin and he folded it beautifully, folded it over, got his hand inside and sort of rustled it around and everything. And it was all pure showmanship. We were all on the edge of our seat. And then he, he eventually, he sort of adjusted it and just said, and then whoomp, pulled it away and it, it displayed his finger making a, <laughs> making a very rude sign. <laughs> and everyone went, oh, he said, I told you I never do it. I Stop like, asking I like that level me. Of commitment though, you know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the showmanship was superb. Uh, yes, anyway, uh, back back to the uh, 10th Doctor Chronicles. Uh, Jake Dudman, you must have seen him uh, do stuff on, on YouTube. If you're any kind of Doctor Who fan, you would have seen it. And um, I just thought that, you know, he's also a very good actor. You know, he's been doing some acting and he's and we got him in to do some stuff for us. He did some stuff in the Third Doctor Chronicles. Just just a little a couple of bit parts. The Gruff Sergeant, which uh, he and I have had many a laugh about. <laughs> and um, uh, and he also has done some stuff um, in The War Master as well. Ooh. And uh, so we, we gave him an audition where he did some of the narrating because narrating is a really difficult thing to do. It's not, you know, but he was able to do it well and switch into his 10th Doctor voice as well. So, yeah, he and I thought there's no point me uh, doing it when, you know, Jake's better at it and, uh, you know, and good at the narration as well. It has to be the whole package. He's not just playing the 10th Doctor. He's doing the 10th Doctor voice while narrating. So, yeah, and of course, he's he's world famous for his 11th Doctor voice, but his 10th Doctor voice is amazing too. So, yeah, it's going to be great. There, there's no trailer yet, but uh, we'll get you one as soon as there is. A talented chap indeed. And if you do want to listen to uh, the 10th Doctor Chronicles, they will be released on uh, April 2018 yeah next year I know exciting Jake will be narrating and giving us his brilliant rendition of the 10th Doctor alongside him there's a stalwart support from Jacqueline King reprising her role as Sylvia Noble Donna's mum yeah, yeah. and you might recognise this name John Colshaw yeah, John's already appeared in quite a few Big Finish productions now. Not all of them released yet, actually. Naturally, he's well known as an impersonator. He also narrates a lot of the Target novelisation audiobooks released by uh, the BBC, BBC Audio. And he and Jake first worked together on a version of the Tenth Doctor's meeting with the curator in yes. the Day of the Doctor. Yes, who knows? Uh, we'll be uh, running a link to that YouTube video and our news story about this on the Big Finish website this coming week. But this is this has been a special preview. There's a lot of stuff to look forward to there, isn't it? I mean, that's a that's a big. If that was a sandwich, and notice yeah. the whidge there, uh, you know, the, the, it's not just two bits of flimsy old Weight Watchers bread. There's a lot in there. You know, there's a lot of a lot of content there. It's a doorstep. Oh, it's a proper doorstep. That one. That's a doorstep news report. Uh, and that's it for the flipping news. It's it's you know I've wrapped it in tin foil and it's in your lunchbox when you when you need it this week. God, that's like the saddest Ta thing. It sounds like, sorry, just imagining this really boring sort of DJ. And that's it for the news. I've wrapped it up and uh, I've put it in your lunchbox. Uh, <laughs> you can have it any time this week. Um, oh dear, it's gone off. <laughs> oh, it's never mind if, you know, it's. I'm sure there'll be lots of convenience stores nearby. 
there's this great podcast i think it's called i think it's called like something like sleep with me or something what and it's it's not as sinister as it sounds unfortunately um, it's sounding sinister it's just this man and he just talks for about three to four hours uh completely randomly <laughs> about stuff the idea is that he will bore you to sleep but it's brilliant it's yeah and he's just there and he talks incredibly close to the microphone and that sort of way and it's just it goes off you know he's there go and the thing about tungsten tip screws is that you know when you put them into the wall and they not necessarily always going in um, you might have to get some tools from the, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. But it's it's quite fun because it's it's utter rubbish, but but somewhat you know. That's brilliant. Love it. A great idea, isn't it? Great. Some people may claim that that is the nature of our <laughs> podcast. Don't be silly. We talk about much more interesting things than than tungsten tip screws. Do we? Not really. No, I don't think so. Snappy glasses. Oh, we could cases, introduce a tungsten tipped screws section. I, I just love think? the building, the construction work uh, tangent from weeks ago. It's still, still making me laugh when I look at building sites, <laughs> thinking about all these, you know. Well, it being the weekend, there is no construction going on here. It's just the noise of the, uh, it's the hat festival. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Have, yeah. Have, have you bought a hat for it? No, no. I mean, I did. But we have a lovely milliner's in the town, mm. and I did buy uh, a beautiful, proper Panama, one of those ones that you can squeeze up oh. into a, a and put in a tube. Um, uh, but uh, I, I should go out and wear it this afternoon. When I got out of my car when I arrived back home this morning from London, I just had a baseball cap on because it was sunny and I didn't want to burn my head and my wife had the sunroof down. Um, <laughs> and so I um, I don't drive a convertible. I mean, a tiny little sunroof that you get in <laughs> the top squares. of a Renault Scenic. Yeah, that's what we've got. A, a 2003 Renault Scenic, I think it is. Actually, it's probably earlier than that. It's H-Reg. What's H? Uh, I can do a quick Google to find uh, out. I don't it's an off rattle, I'm telling you. There's so many tangents here. You, we're going to have to go around hitting them with a banjo. These tangents. 19 H Reg is 1990. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> I've got an H Reg. I've got a 1990 car. No wonder I keep having to pay out to have it blooming fixed. <laughs> anyway, never mind. Still good fun though. Good fun. Well, I suppose now, Nick, and I'm going to steal your yes. line here, but isn't it time for listeners' emails? Oh yeah. Oh, give me emails, 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 emails. The more you say it, the stranger it sounds. But it doesn't sound strange <laughs> enough to put me off. And it shouldn't put you off either. So if you want to join us here at the... <laughs> at the oh, I'm doing strange music. <laughs> if you want to join us at the email hut, then all you have to do is uh, email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P-O-D-cast at... That's a squiggly A sort of thing. Uh, bigfinish.com. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a strange... I can't believe we've we've not you know like moved on from that weird a. It's such a odd we thing, yeah. isn't it? You know, very it's peculiar. Part of our culture. I have to get that mm. on a t-shirt, I think. Yeah, it's part of our culture. <laughs> a tungsten-headed uh, screw. Wife, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't even say. It. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's part of our culture, and uh, it's a part of sort of top of the <laughs> What's all kicking off outside? Uh, so first up, then, this is an email from Nigel Parry. Uh, Dear lovely big finish. Oh. Oh, that's always a good start. I'm listening to the thunderously good sacrifice of Sherlock Holmes. That's the audio box set. Of course, I'm not listening to him jumping into the Reichenbach Falls or, or anything like that. Uh, are, are we 
Are we to hear uh, more from the old boy soon, Nick? Uh, I was... I know that there was a mention of something this year, but I'm not sure I've heard anything since. It would be a shame to have a homesless year. Many thanks, Nigel Perry. Well, there you go. Uh, we are arranging uh, studio sessions for the next lot of Sherlock Holmes. Um, I am... Um, yes. I am a tiger. No, so what am I talking about? Uh, I... <laughs> Just, I've just gone a bit mad. Uh, I'm not a tiger. I'm Sherlock Holmes. Well, I'm not really Sherlock Holmes. I'm playing Sherlock Holmes. And yeah, we are recording it um, this month. So there will be more. I'm not sure when it's out. There might be something out at Christmas. Or maybe it's next Christmas. I'm not sure. Thank you, Nigel, for the reminder. Let's have the trailer of The Sacrifice of Sherlock Holmes. Who am I, sir? I'm every boy who was ever betrayed by his father. I wish first to thank you for attending this occasion to mark the regrettable passing of my brother. I'm every child who was abandoned to rot, or thrown to the jackals, or treated like offal. He was unquestionably murdered. I'm every baby who's had to fend for himself in this brutal, bloody world. A tremor shook the Myrmidons. None dared look on it, but all fled. Not so Achilles. In him, fresh vengeance kindled at the view. And while he gazed, a splendor as of fire flashed from his eyes. Holmes! Do you believe me now, gentlemen? Kill me before this change is complete. I cannot, I will not shoot you in cold blood. Watson, oh. give me your revolver. Holmes, no! Did you know, Watson, that London upon its foundation was said to have been called New Troy? I did not. Those who founded it were, according to legend, the sole survivors of the Greek attack upon their own city. And as for Atreus's son, you will, I am sure, recall that gentleman's name. When Holmes turned back, his face was a mask of bleak determination. It was Agamemnon. There you are, a bit of a shameless plug. Why not, though? Why not? As I've said a million times, but I'm going to say it again, Sherlock Holmes, apart from the fact that I love doing it, it's a brilliant job for me to do because it reminds me how difficult life is for the people who play the leads in all our other series. So it makes me, you know, when you're there and you're saying all the clever stuff all day long, it's, uh, I mean, reading it, not coming up with it, um, you know. It reminds me how difficult it is and it makes me nicer to actors. Not that I'm horrible to actors. Get on with it! Get on Buck with up. it! <laughs> but it's, it's a huge responsibility, though, isn't it? I think anything, if, you, it if is. you're the lead it's so in tiring. anything. All that standing around. Yeah. yeah buy him Next a up, here's a, here's a kind of potted history of two emails from Brendan Wright. Dear Nick and Benji, I love Big Finish's options to prepay decades in advance. Slight exaggeration, Brendan. Uh, I've been putting off buying The Prisoner Volume 2, though I've desperately wanted to own that thing, in capital letters, since the release of Volume 1. This week I conferred with my business budget advisor, brackets my wife, close brackets, to see if I could somehow sneak it in as a business expense. In my trade, income is about as rubbish as it probably is for podcasting. Haha, <laughs> yes. I placed my order a week or two later uh, than I could have, only to have my order refused, in capitals, by the Big Finish website. 
The little green box informed me that I'd already, in capitals, purchased Pris Volume 2. And the order number showed me I'd paid for this treat nine months ago. And forgotten. <laughs> Thanks so much for this pleasant surprise. My day at work will be a pleasant one as I find out what number six will go through. However, being Monday, the podcast will come first. Perhaps my budget advisor will let me spend that money on another title. I'll order it first and then check if it was a good idea. Good idea. All the best, Brendan or Dune at New Zealand. And then he emailed almost immediately to say, uh, Dear Nick and Benji, please excuse me for writing so soon. But my, what's all that bashing around going on over there? Oh, the, well, the, the, my new house, uh, everybody, that's right, yeah, new house. It's, there's a sort of, like, alleyway behind it, which is like a little yeah. mini road for that. And I think there's some building work going on there. Or oh, something it going sounds on. like people are rolling barrels along it. Yeah, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit crazy, but you'd be surprised, like, everywhere else, and, and when the windows are shut in this house, it's just like you can hear a pin drop. It's, it's rather... Rather curious, but yeah, I do Have you apologize. got a pin? Have you got a pin? I'd like to hear it. I, I haven't got a pin. I wish I did have a pin. There are some pins downstairs, but I'm not going to get up to go and get them. <laughs> that seems like too much effort for seems, a random reference. Yeah, it really it, it does, but, but the thought's there. Meanwhile, back to Brendan. Uh, my head is spinning in marvel at the magnificence of The Prisoner, Volume 2, and can't let it go without comment. Well, it's earned you an email in the podcast. It's not often one hears something so very, very good. Oh, this is nice. I believe these four episodes will win awards. Woo. I suppose we better enter them you know and pay people in order to enter them for awards it's such a racket awards anyway <laughs> i heard them all now we won't win anything after they hear me say that i heard them all in succession yesterday and can't help myself i'll listen again today i know they'll be as satisfying every time i revisit because of the pure pleasure of the prisoner and because it was monday i decided to reschedule yesterday as a professional development love it this is what it's called when one spends the day on hobbies instead of work uh, the attached page he sent us a page of uh, comic strip here will make no sense on a podcast but I include it for your own pleasure because this is the page I worked on as I listened and it will always remind me of number six as he awoke in London Ooh. as he went hungry as the brutal number two resigned as ZM73 uh, oh I can't tell you anymore spoilers so there you are yeah oh well thank you I'll, I'll send that uh, page to you Benji so you can have a look at it it's very nice nice, nice bit of uh, sci-fi artwork there love it I'll say no more uh, thanks for that, Brendan. Yeah, thank you very much, Brendan. And uh, I, I completely agree with you that professional development, in inverted commas, is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, I did it as soon as uh, I got told that uh, I got asked to work on Captain Scarlet. Uh, I, I decided that it would be utterly criminal not to spend a professional development day sitting and researching uh, that wonderful program. Absolutely. With the box set. And this is the result. Oh, I lost connection there with you. Oh, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Anyway, well, I will have just... The little camera frozen you you were giving me... Yeah, that was me looking at the thing saying reconnecting. Uh, But uh, I've just played a clip of your music. That's what's happened. Oh, smashing, smashing. Yeah, that's, I did a great bit today, uh, and not, not to give anything away, which is um, it's set. Well, it was yesterday actually, set in Bombay. So I did that oh. classic sort of Barry Gray bit of you know, 
at, at making it very it, bit of India in there. Great. Did fun. you have a sitar? I did. I used the sitar. Yeah, and an, an Indian flute, did. whatever that is. But it sounded oh, nice. Oh yes, there. All that great stuff. Yeah, great. Oh, fun. love it. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Well, you just heard a little bit of it. But yes, uh, so now we've got another email, but this isn't just an email. This is an e audio-mail, whatever that is. Audio-mail. That's right, because Glenn Hibbert has actually sent uh, this audio rendition of his email. So you can now hear another voice other than ours. Here it is. Uh, yeah. DWCC500OFF. May sound like a strange title for an email, but what it means to me is another story added to my first Doctor collection. Yes! I freely admit that I am unusual. Though I do have a smattering of other Doctor Rangers, I've decided that for the most part I want to get through all Big Finish content regarding the first Doctor, then the second, then the third, then the fourth, and so on, which it makes it difficult when it comes to short trips. Of course, I'm going to listen to all stories provided in those. But it gets worse, Nick. Ugh. I am such a stickler for order. I am not just listening to the first Doctor in order of release, since I am so far behind, but rather in chronological order. I'm crazy for it. As it stands, my uh, library looks quite out of order. For example, the first five of my collection goes Companion Chronicles Season 8, Episode 5, Companion Chronicles Season 9, Episode 1, Short Trips 3, the 7 to 1 story, which I greatly enjoyed by the way. Then comes Companion Chronicles Season 5, Episode 6, Quinnis, which I really liked. And Destiny of the Doctor 1, the audiobook, and... And it gets even messier as we go on. But that's me. Your wonderful discount code, Nick, has bought my first Doctor collection to 15 titles. Companion Chronicles Season 7, Episode 7. The Flames of Cadiz. Is that how he said? Was it Cadiz? Yeah, anyway... But again, just back to the whole complete chronological order thing, there is this great site that includes, in chronological order, to the best of their ability, film, novels, novellas, Big Finish productions, the comics, and even they have included in the list the Doctor Who and the Dalek Cigarette Lolly papers. It's insane, but I love it! If anyone listening to this is interested in the website address, it is www.ispider.org.uk It is brilliant. Again, I want to thank you so much for this discount offer, Big Finish. Oh, it's absolutely wonderful, and I plan to use it again soon uh, before my WinZip program trial runs out. Thanks, guys. You are awesome. 
I thought Glenn did particularly well. He just brought it to life. He sounds like he's speaking from the heart. Obviously from his mouth, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he does. It was, it was nice. It's always nice to hear hear, hear listeners' yeah. uh, voices as well. And, and hear, yeah, send you some know, more in, folks. That's all, always like, yeah. good fun. Maybe you could record one on a building site. Uh, <laughs> there, well, there you have it. A stickler's guide to sticking things in order from Glenn there. I'm not one for that, actually. I'm, I'm a bit more random, but I'm surrounded by people who are sticklers. So thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for my wife, for example. She's a real stickler, although she gets the order of my Doctor Who DVDs all wrong on the shelf because she doesn't know any better. <laughs> you see, because she goes by the little uh, sort of release code. Oh. So, you know, so she which isn't, you know, yeah, that's not- sequential for the releases, not for the doctors. And when I said, why have you got this John Pertwee one before Patrick Troughton? And, you know, said, well, because, no. I, I like the way she's, she's made the effort, though, and that, that speaks volumes. She, she uh, makes the effort the whole time, if I can put it that way, yeah. But the, uh, well, the most common question in our household is, where is the... <laughs> <laughs> where have you put it? Where is it? Well, I mean, I've, I've broken the, uh, the the cardinal sin of Doctor Who DVD-dom this week because uh, moving in, obviously, you know, I had my Doctor Who box, which I spoke about yeah, last yeah. week. That's right. And, yeah. oh, it's, you know, it's very exciting. I, I unpacked it. And do and you know what I did? Didn't put them in order. I couldn't be bothered. Just, just, I know, maybe I'll do it one day, but you know what? I thought, because I listened to them, I never put them back in the right order, you know. I've watched Death to the Dalek so many times on DVD that it, it's never really been on the shelf. It's just sort of moved around the house into different locations where I've wanted to watch it. Yeah, the shelf is not the place for Death to the Daleks, is it? No, really? it sits, sits firmly by the television. I, I deliberately put things in the wrong order just to annoy people who are orderly you know like like my flat before I was married my friend Ellie used to come and visit she used to just sit there and reorder things properly and then before she came back the next time I just put them all in the wrong order and she's like what have you done it's my flat do what I like thanks my flat my rules and now we my got my flat no rules <laughs> My flat rules. Um, so now we've got one final email here. Uh, the final My flat, your face. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, this, is one of, <laughs> this is from one of our old favourites. This is uh, from Mr. Nathan My Gervais. My tea, your biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep these going the whole podcast now. Um, Nick and Mr. Mix... Nick and Mixmaster BC. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that indeed. Uh, hi, guys, and greetings from New Orleans. Hello, greetings from uh, England. Um, I've just... Uh, fin- <laughs> doesn't sound so cool, does it? Doesn't it doesn't sound so cool. <laughs> great greetings from Eastbourne. Um, yeah. I've just Hello. <laughs> I've just finished up the third volume of The Third Doctor Adventures, and once again, everyone involved has delivered a fantastic listening experience. Nick... The Conquest of Far was especially exciting and one of the best Dalek stories of the past several years. Oh, thank you. Getting a lot of that, actually. A lot of good feedback for that story. Uh, The only downside is that the range is released once a year. Please, more Third Doctor and Joe and Yates and Benton. As a side request, it would be really cool if the Third Doctor dropped in on the unit range at some point. To me, it just seems so right. Uh, Secondly, uh, I finally crossed over to the dark side and purchased an iPad. Uh, (laughs) The main thing that has opened up for me is the Big Finished listening app. I'm still very firmly in the physical media camp. I do love my CDs 
days, but the app is so easy and convenient to use that it's changing the way I consume big finish releases in a major way. I can now almost kind of imagine maybe going to download. So thanks for that. You know. That's it for now. All the best and thank you again. Uh, best Nathan Gervais. Oh, that's a really nice email. I mean, look, you can't, you can't, don't gorge yourself on something you like, you know. True. <laughs> you like the third doctor. You can't have the third doctor every week. <laughs> well, oh. I mean, I think the thing about the, the, the physical releases um, aspect of things is, I mean, I, I you know, I've, I'm not a releases guy in terms of physical media, so I can't really comment. But I would say that sometimes I always think, like, if it's something I, like, for example, if I love the third doctor, I'd maybe. I get the physical releases of stuff that I really enjoyed, but maybe get the downloads for stuff that that I'm not sure about or stuff that I don't I don't know I'm going to like, or maybe I'll or you don't want to collect exactly. I mean, you can collect them on your computer, but yeah, that you don't want to lovingly stroke in a slightly weird way. Yeah, but you know, it is quite nice to lovingly stroke uh, uh, box sets, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, that's perfectly normal. That's a really normal thing. But yeah, so this- don't don't think that's weird at all. No, I do it every evening. Um, <laughs> just actually, before we round up this big email uh, extravaganza, yeah. I've just got yes. to mention two things. You sent me two emails this week. Oh, uh, yeah, Nick, yeah. Uh, and I'll briefly kind of paraphrase them because they're more, they're different type of things. Um, one is from uh, Brendan Wright, uh, and he emailed in to tell us to tell us about uh, a 70s television show called The Hanged Man, which has a oh, fantastic yeah. soundtrack. Uh, oh, it's really, really good. The title sequence is hilarious. It's a it's a bloke on sort of just falling off a side of a building site. It's a bit strange, but it's awesome. Seventies, wonderful, delicious. Yeah, exactly. Bottom, sort of that sort of thing. It is exactly, and that's well worth a listen. And the other one is we got an email last night, I believe, September the first, of somebody who took a photo, who photoshopped me into the as a. A pilot. Uh, it looks. Do you know what though? I I'm not sure that that's that's not a Spitfire. That's not a Spitfire. I think that's either an American pilot, or I might even be scary enough to say it's actually a German uh, pilot's outfit there. Yeah, that's not a Spitfire cockpit, is it? That's but that's what um, was it? Cole, Colin, his Col- name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- I replied to him straight away because you uh, you gave me a picture of you in an actual flying. Figgy, gear. flying hat and all that. Yeah, very good. He was very pleased with that. But thank it's you, Colin, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Co- yeah, Col- his, his address is. It says Cole Grayless, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> but uh, but thank you so much for doing that. It's always lovely. I love. That's the beautiful thing about the, the emails. You do look it's- strangely squeezed into. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you, it's that's brilliantly done. That's what you do when you when you wear a flying helmet. You go <laughs> in. So, oh, I'm ready to fly now. Oh, my face oh, hurts a bit, but I'm all right. Don't shoot me. Um, but yeah, so thanks for that. That's what I love. The emails There's a great community of, of people, and it's nice to hear from all of you yeah. out there in the the the, the worldwide web sphere. Um, I want to say two things about the hanged man, if I may. Yeah, you may. Of obsessiveness. That bloke was Colin Blakely, who's one of my favourite actors, the most amazing actor, really good. Uh, he did a fantastic, uh, um, very controversial Dennis Potter drama where he played Christ in a thing called, I think it was called Son of Man. Ooh. Please correct me, folks. Which was, yeah, interesting. Anyway, I'll go no further because I don't want to be controversial. And... Um, 
um oh the music for the hanged man was used by the two ronnies ronnie barker and ronnie corbett if you're listening outside the uk the big comedy duo in the 70s and 80s um uh, not in their 70s and 80s in the <laughs> 70s and 80s they're, they're both sadly no longer with us um uh, and they did. A, they used to do a little sort of comedy drama serialization in their variety show. And there were two detectives, and, and they were called Charlie Farley and Piggy Malone. Oh yeah. And they used the uh, theme of the Hanged Man as the theme for did it. Did they? All that and sort of stuff. To, though, it's very... As the music built up, Johnny Barker would do the narration and the name of the thing, uh, the name of the drama was, and he used to go, "And uh, the next instalment of Stop, you're killing me." <laughs> <laughs> it is all very library-ish, isn't it? And that, you know, yeah. that lovely 70s sort of... I, w- I would venture an outrageous opinion, which I did inform Benji of, that you know I had great memories of The Hanged Man. I think it went out in late evenings, round about when Genesis of the Daleks was on. I seem to remember seeing the trailers. And, and, I, and I, so I got the DVD of it, and it is the driest drives of bone oh. 1970s studio production with filmed inserts you know but and and the music is chuntering away in the background all the time but it's you know it, you can hear the cameras clicking around and it's a fantastic cast but it's just not got the production values right you know? okay it's just it's it's a it, great idea a great soundtrack but great cast but just doesn't quite can't can't keep up with its drum beats yes exactly. <laughs> i will i will watch it all again though Oh, you got yeah. it, you but know. that theme tune is amazing. It is slightly sport. Yeah, that starting sequence when when the uh, um, dumper truck thing goes off the pier into the water. <laughs> that's what happens. The, as the split second when it hits the water, it is clearly a dummy in the driver's seat. So funny it? though. I love stuff like that. It's, and it is meant to be him losing control on the it's thing because so it's been slow. sabotaged. But he doesn't look like he's losing control. He, it's 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 all terribly misjudged. <laughs> Oh, Tune in next week for more on The Hanged Man. The hanged I, think we've, man. I think we've done The Hanged Man, haven't we? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the emails. So please email in in the future. In the meantime, I'm going to grab all the emails, put them into an e-post box, shove that in an e-post van, and cart it off with Postman E-Pat. It's off. It's gone. It's finished, you know. There's a new, there's new Royal Mailer doing new electronic vehicles. You see, that's actually a thing, and uh, just felt the need. Look up, look, type it into Google, guys. Uh, new Royal Mail electric vehicles. They're the cutest little things. Don't, they look like toys. Don't bother. Don't bother. They look like toys. They're really cute. But anyway, that's the end of the. They emails. are toys. <laughs> They're not real. Time now for our guest star interview. This time it's with Karen Gledhill, who you may know as Alison Williams in our Super Duper Doctor Who spin-off series, Countermeasures. The next series is coming out in December, and I'm very much looking forward to doing the music for it again. And producer David Richardson managed to grab Karen for an interview during the recording. It's worth remembering that David and Karen work together a lot, so there's a fair deal of ribbing from him, which Karen (laughs) studiously ignores. But rest assured, David was only joking. He's so worried that you'll think that he's being horrid, and he wasn't. He wasn't. And she doesn't mind. Well, there hasn't been any legal action yet. And even though it might sound like it's massive bullying, it it really isn't. But everything's fine. Honestly. Honestly. Hello, it's David Richardson. I'm a producer at Big Finish, um, and I'm here with our podcast celebrity guest, and it's it's Gledhill. <laughs> Hi, 
thank you very much. That is going to set the Delicious. tone of what is about to come. Yeah. Now, I'd, there's this rumour in the countermeasures team <laughs> that you get teased. I do you get teased. Not true. It's not true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. You Name one. What occasion? Okay, you gave me something yesterday and said we're just going to make a, a little adjustment to this script and you started dictating to me a story about my own demise okay so that is typical of of uh not my demise as karen but my, my demise as alison so yes and i get ribbed every day when did, i come in did i'm putting your feet on the microphone okay. um did we tell you that um, John Dorney was going to send you a different version of the final episode in which Alison got run over by a bulldozer? <laughs> <laughs> you did not tell me that. And if you had sent me that, I would have been so upset. So I'm really, really glad you didn't. I actually take this more seriously than anybody else on this series. So you shouldn't do that to me because I do my homework and I remember all the stories and I listen to them and I take it very seriously indeed. <laughs> oh dear, get a life. Karen. Anyway, anyway, life. I've got some podcast podcast quest, pod questions. Yeah, one of those. Okay. Okay, number one. Yes. When did you first meet Nick Briggs? I I think I'm just remembering now. I think I first met him at the Countermeasures big anniversary party thing. Wasn't but a I Countermeasures not Countermeasures party. <laughs> Twenty years of Countermeasures. Big finish. Big it's finish all about party. You, isn't I know it? it's all about me. Um, big finish party. But also the um, I think I met him at one of the big finish events as well, and that may have been before, but I can't remember whether it was or not. Very good. Very good answer. Well done. I give you ten out of ten. For okay. That. Thank you. Question number two yes. is what? What is tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the minute? About Big Finish. Yeah. Well, Can I just say um, these little noises <laughs> in the background? Is this is actually Karen's dog? Yeah, Jesse. Jessie. Come here, Jess. Do you want to come and sit here? And yeah. then we don't get any noises. Okay. You come up here. Then you can be part of the interview. Okay, sit down. Good girl. Right. Yes. Just breathed into the microphone. Yes. You just breathe into. Yes. So what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish? Uh, about a big mine. Yeah, it doesn't have to be other things you listen to at Big Finish. Oh yeah, Survivors. Yeah. Looking forward to the new ones of that. Uh, we've got a big car journey coming up soon, so that'll be um, I hope what we listen to in the next car journey. I love Survivors. I love the Avengers, um, and I love Countermeasures, of course. Always listen to that. <laughs> well done you for listening to other stuff. I do listen to other stuff, and I've I've listened to some of the Jago and Lightfoot as well. In fact, anything. That um, that I can get hold of, I do listen to, but I don't. I haven't listened to many of the Doctor Who stories. I have to admit that. But I love the fact that your dog is panting into the microphone. <laughs> Listeners are going to think that's you. Okay. <laughs> no, that's me. This is the dog. Maybe I should put you down then, if you're going to pant. You're yeah. Come on then. Here you go. Right, Redhill. Question number three. <laughs> I have a name. Okay. Um, what is tingling your molecules in the general entertainment world? So, um, TV, film... OK. For some reason, and I don't know why, I really like... Uh, I like dystopian, futuristic uh, films and television series stuff. That, uh, um, uh, the films, particularly all that, that big chain of films with the, the Hunger Games and the um, Divergent and all those things. Partly because, although they're set in the future and... 
and that's why I like Survivors as well. Actually, it has a similar sort of feel about it. But because although they're set in the future, they, in my opinion, they're actually reflecting what is going on in the world currently. Um, but you can't. It would be too depressing to reflect that in a, in a realistic way. So we have enough of that anyway. Um, I just really, really like those series, Maze Runner, those sorts of films. I really enjoy them, um, and they're not too complicated. They're a bit violent sometimes. I'm not very keen on violent things, but I really like those, and I'm. I really like the stuff on the telly that is hard line um, detective stuff, cop stuff. I really, really enjoyed Broken. Am I allowed mm. to say that? Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed Broken. I thought it was very timely. Um, and I think these are these are series that are sort of really challenging um, what, what's going on in our society at the moment. I could get quite serious about it. I really, uh, yeah, I think they're... Are you, are you watching good. The Handmaid's Tale? I am watching oh, The Handmaid's Tale. I actually amazing. read The Handmaid's Tale 30 years ago. This is not. This is again what I mean about dystopian future stuff. It's yeah. um, yes, it's very scary. And as a woman, I have to say, it's extremely scary yeah. because you suddenly think if if this were to happen, and probably it will, there probably will be some sort of you know. The, the, what way can the world go? It's going. We've got to come to an end somehow as as a species, and actually, infertility is. Uh, quite a, a plausible scenario, I think, and um, yeah, being a woman, being a fertile woman in that world, I mean, you're either going to be treated as a goddess or or you're going to be a handmaid. Either way, it's pretty much the same thing. You're lucky we treat you so well here, really. I know, I know, aren't we? Just <laughs> <laughs> you're very nice to Pamela, I have to say. Well, Pamela's lovely. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another question. Oh, Sophie Aldred, where are you when I need you? What 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 is your guilty pleasure? Oh dear, oh dear. Guilty pleasure. Uh, online uh, Scrabble with Simon Williams, except that I haven't played that for a little while. Um, I like games. Uh, oh, guilty pleasure. Um, I would love to say things like Love Island, but actually I hate it, so it's not going to be that. Um, uh, there has to be a guilty pleasure, so it has to be something that you're not supposed to enjoy that you do. Yeah, something, something a bit naughty on television. <laughs> um, oh, that's a really that is a really difficult question for me to answer. Reality show. No, I don't like reality television. That's why I say Love Island. I wish it were Love Love Island, yeah. which is what um, my daughter watches. I do quite. I have to say, I do quite enjoy. First dates is that allowed? Is that a yeah? Of, that's a good one. That's is that good a good? One. Is that a good guilty pleasure? Well I do quite enjoy that. Um, we have been known actually to sit down and watch that consciously, as opposed to something that just sort of. And I love. I don't know why I love it. I love a question of sport, and I don't know why I love it because I know nothing about sport, and I'm not really very interested in sport. But I just think the format of the show is brilliant, and it's very very funny. And um, the the three of them, I will always, I will watch that if I get a chance but it's not not because I'm interested in sport at all which is so it's really clever that they managed to get a program um, on a subject matter that I have nothing in common with mm. but that I really enjoy watching Interesting. so yeah I don't, so this paper that your name is Karen Gledhill yes I do have a first and name and that you play Alison Williams in Countermeasures I do what about no. that what do you want me to say about that do you like it do I like it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love playing Alison Williams. And I think because we've been doing it for a few years now, I feel kind of m m much more attached to it than I did, say, 10 years ago when it had when it was something quite far in the past and now it's something very contemporary in my life. Yes, I take it very seriously. Indeed. And um, I just... 
Yeah, I love playing her. I think she's a great character, and I think that, that the writers are also quite enjoying writing for her. Actually, for all of us, I have to say, for all of us, not just for me, but um, I've noticed that all our characters are becoming more of whatever they were to start with. So, yeah. Just hope she doesn't get run over by that. No, she's not going to get run, run over by a bulldozer. She's not see. Just think how boring it would be without her. I mean, seriously. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> On that note, Glad Hill, thank you very much. Karen Gledhill there, wisely ignoring the verbal abuse from her producer, David Richardson. <laughs> I love the Countermeasures stuff, actually. Countermeasures is a great series. It was, my f- it was the thir- oh. first thing for Big Finish I ever worked on, so perhaps it's got a soft yeah. spot in my heart. But um, it, was, oh, one, you know, it was a natural progression for me to, to see those characters from uh, remembering... What, the, what on earth is going on outside? And those characters from Remembrance of the Daleks. It's so nice to have them natural progression in in continuing on their characters so uh get on that one guys yeah i was very grateful to you actually because you put together a trailer for it and i had to send you some of my music and you uh, you edited the music really well and didn't say what the hell's this rubbish i liked it i really liked it i seem to remember um i think i emailed you at the time i was like it's like this cue that you, you've added some organ into it and it's like a sort of organ I was like love it just love it uh, oh yeah diddle, diddle. That. oh so good uh, good thing um, yeah. yeah I like it but uh organs aside it's now time for Ran the Randomoid Selectatron <laughs> don't you love <laughs> time for Ran the Randomoid Selectatron cue that epic music said with said with complete passion there Cue that epic music. Um, Randomoids. It's a way, so- I put that in the script to make you stop speaking so I can edit the music in because you always used to just bumble over it and I never had a chance to actually edit. <laughs> it's my the, fault. The, the script is largely written to, to order your thoughts. <laughs> well, that's... that's uh, good luck with that. I know it's a challenge. You're a busy man. Good luck with okay, that. Okay, what, what, what have we got? We've got uh, number 62, The Last... So yes, the last. Uh, it is. Uh, it was when Paul McGann was in the main range, and it's number sixty-two. So search in uh, the Doctor Who monthly range. Uh, here's the trailer. Doctor Who, the last. The moment approaches when we can begin life anew. When we can once again enjoy the liberties that have been denied to us by the dark shadow of conflict. But those liberties are too often taken for granted when the world is at peace. We must cherish them. Savour them. Remember that our heroes have died to preserve them. That while the rest of us have the safety of our homes and the warmth of our families, there are some who will not be returned in the field of battle. If not in body, then at least in spirit, they will be with us on the day of the victory. The day for which my government and I have planned the threshold of a new future for us all. We can make history. My 
Gary Hopkins, and it was all part of the Divergent universe. <coughs> Sorry, I lost my voice there. And I noticed that it's got Richard Derrington in, who I recently worked with in uh, the Third Doctor Adventures, where he was playing the commander of the naval ship on which uh, the uh, Storm of the, of the Horrorfax uh, is set, largely. Um, and this was when uh, Charlie and Kerry's or Kerry's or however uh, Gary was pronouncing it that week, uh, <laughs> were travelling with the Doctor. And it was, yes, in the Divergent Universe, where it was strange. No one really understood the Divergent Universe, what it meant or what it was about. But it is rather fascinating. Um, who else is in there? John Dorney As plays a makeup, makeup assistant. assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Trapped on a dying world, the Doctor and Charlie come face to face with those responsible for the war to end wars, while Kerris tries to understand what has happened and learns the terrible truth. Powerful forces are at work on Bortresoi. Bortresoi. Bortresoi, yes, that trips off the tongue, that not even a nuclear holocaust can tame. Natural forces that have excited the interest of Excelsior, the self-proclaimed saviour of her people. Oh, who played that? Carolyn Jones. I don't know Carolyn Jones. Uh, with Charlie immobilising carriers left to battle against the elements and the elephants with some of the victims of war, one final desperate hope of escape presents itself to the travellers. But who will be the last to leave the planet? I can see where the last comes from. Uh, who will have to stay behind? And will the Doctor, Charlie and Carers live long enough to find out? I'm, I'm guessing yes, since they, they did another story afterwards called Kerdroyer by Lloyd he just Rose. just spoils it for everybody. They were no. all nervous. Will he make oh. it? Will he not? And bam, within a second you destroy but yes, it, was it a, all. It was a very. I recommend that people go back to the Divergent Universe stories and go go and have a a, a good old listen to that sequence of events. It was a real uh, epic story set in a different universe. It's fascinating stuff. And high um, concept sci-fi, isn't it? Sort of that it, sort it of concepty sort it, of stuff. It all came round. It all came um, round about the time of uh, the announcement that there was going to be a new series of Doctor Who. 2004 and uh, so it, it, it didn't get the kind of popularity that it deserved because everyone was sort of looking elsewhere and indeed I think the, uh, the Divergent Universe storyline was truncated as a result because we were worried that it wasn't popular and then of course I came on board to develop uh, even though I'd been around and on board with Big Finish a long time to develop the 8th Doctor and Lucy stories uh, as an alternative thread even though we did carry on with the 8th Doctor and Charlie for a little while after that a little bit of the history of Big Finish there but anyway the last of course highly recommended have a blummin' listen Uh, and so, as the podcast careers out of control, it jumps off its space-time hyperbeam and lands slap-bang in the middle of a discarded pile of interstellar trifle. Just time for Nick to round up the latest releases from Big Finish Productions. Take it away, Nick, and make it really mean something, kid. It means everything, Benji. Everything, I tell you. The first episode of The Silurian Candidate, starring Sylvester McCoy, Bonnie Langford and Sophie Aldred, is available for free right now. And it's got Silurians in it, as the title suggests. Classic Silurians, done by me. <laughs> Classic Silurians, always getting in the title there, even though they're not always in the title. Classic Silurians. 
All the rest of it was available last week. We're on the brink of a whole new raft of new releases. Tune in next week, listeners. So don't forget what's available that was available last week. Yeah, The Third Doctor Adventures, Volume 3, getting great reviews. Torchwood, The Dying Room, and Aliens Among Us, Part 1. Great reviews. The Seventh Doctor in The Blood Furnace. The Fourth Doctor in The Skin of the Sleek. The Prisoner, Volume 2. Oh, so many lovely reviews. Few. Uh, I mean, few. Not few reviews. I mean, few <laughs> as in relief. Uh, and... The British Invasion, ah, a Doctor Who short twips by Ian Potter and starring Wendy Padbury and Phil Marshall Montgomery. One of those things isn't true. Uh, that's Zoe to you, not not uh, Phil Marshall Montgomery. That's um, This is all making sense, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Zoe, Wendy Padbury, Zoe, yeah, yeah. And that's it. Any moment now, though, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be listening to the third 15-minute segment of I Met a Man Today, the first episode of The Prisoner, Volume 2. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and next week, you'll be able to hear the final 15 minutes. I just forgot it was my go. Uh, yes, over four podcasts. You'll get the full first episode. Oh, man, mm. that's bang for buck, isn't it? And the, the best thing is there's no bucks involved. Only buck yeah. up! Um, buck ups. Buck ups. It's like hiccups, but harder and more painful. Um, yeah, there we go. So anything else to add to this uh, impending podcast, Nick? Uh, impending? The end is impending. Well, no, I did just, by previous arrangement with my son, I just sent him a, a, a message to ask him to come and be in the podcast. He told me to do so, but I bet he's not actually... He's there! Yes! Oh, he's there. Hey. Come on, Ben, stick this in your ear so you can hear what's going um, on. I was actually just outside, and, and uh, um, as soon as you had sent it... <laughs> Go on, put that in your ear. Sorry, I didn't know. Put it in your nearest ear to me, otherwise we'll throttle each other. Ben was just <laughs> Ben was outside waiting for to make his grand entrance to everybody. It's celebrities these days, you know. So that's Benji, Ben, on the screen there. From one one Ben to another. Hi Ben. Hello. <laughs> but you have to keep your finger on it to okay. keep it in your ear. So Ben, what have you been doing this week? I went to my granny's and picked the apple tree there. Oh, that sounds yeah. nice. Did you get many apples? Uh, I got quite a lot of apples. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. There are about 15 rotten ones, though. <laughs> oh, that's not good. You always have... concentrates on the positive. You have to, you have to throw <laughs> them at your dad. <laughs> Chase him around <laughs> the garden with them. Now, is that it? No, I'm trying to think. We went to Toys R Us when we were there. Did you get anything cool? Uh, yeah, I got um, a miniature Nerf gun um, called the Jolt. Uh, I got a Spider-Man glove that um, has a web shooter noise. And oh, it's great, actually. That should that should be in the next podcast. Did you know I had you know your noise box? I had that in one of the podcasts. Did you know that? Oh yeah, I remember that one. I remember when I was younger, this is years ago now, um, I used to have one of the Spider-Man web glove things and you used to have like cans of, of silly string, which is like string that it squirts out loads of like random string. We've, we've done that Have one. you done that one? Oh, it's so cool. That is. Did you have one like that? So yes. Cool. Didn't you? Yeah. So good. So good. Well, Ben, I suppose that's it for you in the podcast. Is there anything else you want to add? 
really. Okay. Do you want to just stay here while we carry on? Okay. Uh, by the way, um, is there time for a quick plug for Captain Scarlet? There's always time for a quick plug for oh, Captain I, I Scarlet. I was going to mention something before that, wasn't I? Yes, that um, I've been in studio all this week doing something I can't mention. It's just a huge tease. Um, but the news will be out on the 15th of September. September. It's a, it's a new month. <laughs> new month. Uh, hopefully. Uh, yeah, so I just thought I'd mention that. Anyway, yeah, back to Captain Scarlet. So, so, so in my head, I was just going through September, October, uh, November. Um, yes, Captain Scarlet. So we've got a lot of things going on this year with Captain Scarlet. Um, I don't know what, what's coming out in, in which order, but we have the great big CS50 uh, box set, which is of loads of uh, Captain Scarlet audio adventures, um, which I think were previously available possibly on cassettes but certainly on vinyl um, definitely on and vinyl yeah, also yeah. Uh, TV stories with a narration from Ed Bishop as well so it's, it's an awesome massive uh, pack of Captain Scarlet goodies there's also adverts in there there's also soundtracks you name it it's in there and the other thing that we've got going on are the Spectrum Files, which are basically three uh, Captain Scarlet uh, sort of story audiobooks uh, of stories that have been previously out in book form. Uh, and they've been recorded, uh, they're what we call at Big Finish enhanced audiobooks, which are basically, they're audiobooks, but they're a little bit better because there's sound effects and there's music and it's all going on. And so we've got three of those coming out uh, and I've been doing a bit of music for those really retroing it up with a, a little bit of that classic telly musical way of doing things which is great fun so yes lots to look forward to so if you're interested in Captain Scarlet give it a go and if you're not interested in Captain Scarlet give it a go yeah you're interested in Captain Scarlet aren't you Ben yeah you've seen them haven't you which do you prefer? Because there are two types of Captain Scarlet, aren't there? Two Which ones do we have? We have the one with the puppets and the one with the CGI animation. I know what he's going to say. What am I going to say? No, you just, <laughs> just pretend you can't hear me. <laughs> I'm just a voice. <laughs> you think I'm going to say CGI, don't you? Yeah, I do. Why do I think that? I play on my computer a lot and things. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I use um, a lot of animation. So what are you going to say then? Which one do you prefer? It depends which one has more episodes of it. Oh. oh. Now I that, don't we, I don't even, I'm not even sure of. I don't know which one does. Listen, I also, Ben doesn't listen to audio, our audio plays, do you? <gasps> not at the moment. No. Do you think you ever will? Yeah. It's a big okay, commitment. I, you won't have to yeah, pay for I them. Mean, so. yeah, 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 you have to pay for them with your pocket money. <laughs> People can see his face now. <laughs> mean daddy. <laughs> yeah, we should give you something to listen to, shouldn't we, really? Hmm. Maybe we'll have a look after this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he means that. He's nodding. <laughs> Too busy playing on his playing on his computer. Yeah, it's a busy man. He's got video games to play. Exactly, they're very visual. The children of today. Although I hear lots of people tell me that their kids do listen to audiobooks and audio drama. But maybe they're just. Oh, there we go. It's always it always time to start. That's the that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, uh, but yes, I, I think it's probably a, a, the end of the podcast. Is there anything you want to add, Ben? No. No? Okay. Thanks for coming down the garden. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Okay. Thanks I, for getting I involved. wasn't actually come. I didn't actually come down at all. As soon as I heard you starting the podcast, I was just there. Have you been there all the time? <laughs> the whole podcast? Until my bit. Really? Oh. Yes. That's just totally strange. We've been here for about an hour. <laughs> I've just been waiting. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yes. So you didn't get my text to you? Well, i kind of been here for the entire time. I went here once, stayed here for a little while. Right. Then when I went back again, checked my computer, came here back again, waited a little longer, then went back again... Then the final time when I went here, I, 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 um, well, I heard you sending the um, thingy, and then I just came in. <laughs> that is a worthy podcast tangent. Thanks, Ben. That's the kind of rubbish we talk all the time here. It's important, though. That's, that's, part, that's part of it. That's part of the, uh, you're on board now. You're part of the gang. Yeah. The, tan- the tangent gang doesn't know what to think i think you've traumatized him by the very <laughs> thought of it uh so yes uh time now to rejoin the prisoner it's bye from us should we all say goodbye together goodbye, goodbye. goodbye. yes the prisoner he isn't in the village or is he everything all right who was it oh you look as white as a sheet mrs butterworth hmm oh it was Very peculiar. Are you all right? You've got such a queer look on your face. Have I? Yes, I suppose I must have. Well? Well, what? Well, who was it? Was it that man again? No, it was the barmaid from the pub around the corner. She was asking about him. About who? About Peter. Peter? You mean that's his name, is it? Um... No, I think it probably isn't, actually. You mean he's given you a false name? Yes. And what's this barmaid got to do with it all? I haven't the slightest idea. Well, if you ask me, this all sounds very fishy indeed. Yes. Yes, it does, doesn't it? (laughs) It's quite a story, actually. Now, don't you go getting yourself mixed up in some trouble just for the sake of one of your silly books. Brenda! so silly. Oh, I didn't mean to... Well, maybe they are to some people, but not to me. Not today. Brenda, I shall be in my room tape recording. Excuse me. Danvers, is this your idea of a joke? No, sir. Mark Stein just called. ZM73 is back and he wants to see you. Good God. He's he's causing quite a bit of trouble. Is he now? Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Well, all right then. Make a note that this is a code orange situation and set security conditions accordingly. Right away, sir. Oh, and Danvers? Uh, Yes, sir? Call through to Mark Stein and tell him to let ZM73 in. Well, if you think that's wise, Just get on with it, Danvers. Use my phone. Let's not waste any more time. Of course not, sir. Mark Stein? Can you... 
Oh. Oh, I see. What's the matter? But, but he says ZM73 is already on his way. Well, well, well. ZM73, I'm afraid you can't just waltz in here whenever you please. You've got some excitement. Oh! Well, at least this time I know you're real. Real? What are you talking about? Don't you know? <laughs> all right, all right. You'd, you'd better calm down, old chap. Danvers? You all right? You've given him quite a nosebleed, you know. I'm pleased to hear it. Oh. Danvers, can you hear me? Uh, yes. Uh, y yes, sir. Good. Well, when you're ready to get up, will you please fetch a pot of tea? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, of course, sir. Uh, sorry about that. That's all right. Don't let it happen again, though. Uh, no, sir. No hard feelings, Danvers? Uh, uh, no. <clears throat> Excuse me. Are you going to sit down, old boy? I'm not sure. I see. Do you? What do you see? An operative who vanished without a trace over a year ago, standing right in front of me against all the odds. So, I vanished, did I? You didn't know. Where have you been? You didn't know? What sort of question is that? I mean it. <laughs> Very well. I have no idea where you've been. Did you defect? What do you think? I've already said you vanished without a trace. Then I clearly didn't defect. You always know when someone defects. Up until now, at least. Tea, sir. Do be mother, Danvers. Of course, sir. So. So? Are you seriously expecting me to believe you don't know where you've been? Thank you, Danvers. You may go. But how dare you? What? All right, Danvers, all right. Leave us, would you? <clears throat> Sir? Ever heard of the village? Which village? Where? Just the village. My dear fellow, I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. Really? Damn. What? You... You drugged the tea. Yes. Sorry about that. Your cup was rinsed with a fast-acting sedative. We thought it best. No. Don't send me back there. Village, eh? Danvers? Sir? Well done. We can begin. Get Thorpe. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Uh, yes, it's working. Right. I met a man today, an extraordinary man. Well, certainly a man with an air of mystery about him. Maybe I don't care. Where am I? You're safe. Who are you? 
A friend. A friend who manacles me to a chair in a metal cell? I'd like to find out what you do to your enemies. Then answer my questions. Everyone wants answers. Turn it off! Whatever this is supposed to achieve, turn it off! What is the village? Don't you know? Where is it? I don't know. All I know is that I escaped from it. How? He says I'm living in his home and driving his car. He says that he's escaped from somewhere, somewhere called The Village, a place where he was held prisoner. And that one day he woke up to find it deserted. So he escaped on a raft. So you just sailed all the way home from you know not where? Haven't you read the log I wrote on the copy of the village newspaper? It was wrapped up in my pocket along with the film of the photographs I took. We have the log and we have developed the photographs. Then stop acting dumb and turn this ridiculous light show off! They provide you with photos of some Italianate architecture. They! And you scribble log entries on the back of a faked up news sheet called the Tally Ho. Packed with fantasy stories. So I faked it all, did I? They have whole departments devoted to that. Just as we do. You know I didn't defect. Do we, indeed? How would that be? Because you put me in the village! There is no village. It's a Soviet fiction. Your cover story. Check those pictures! Check the log entries! I charted my position as best I could! None of it is fake! Then prove it! You really expect us to believe that you travelled on a makeshift raft with no idea where you'd set out from and found your way back here? All right, I, I collapsed. I was exhausted. Starving. I'd given up. I thought... I thought I was dead. Turn that rocket off! Only when you've told us the truth. I woke up! The raft was being boarded by someone! Who? Gun runners! They stole everything I had and threw me overboard. The shock of the cold water somehow gave me strength. Pure adrenaline. I, I got on board their boat and overpowered them. How? I started a bloody fire in their galley, took them by surprise when they came to find out. Just turn that noise off. Stop the light. Keep talking. I overpowered them to start with. Tied them up. I used their compass and charts, but they got themselves free. I had to swim for it or get shot. You believe me? Do you believe me? You want me to go on? A silent treatment. Ah. All right. I swam ashore, met some, uh, I don't know, just gypsies. They didn't speak English. I thought I was uh, somewhere else in another country. Behind the Iron Curtain with your friend? Until I saw some policemen, English policemen. They'd set up a roadblock. They were searching cars. I assumed they were looking for me. Why assume that? 
Were they looking for me? Were they? I jumped into the back of a lorry, slept and fell out of Marble Arch. Well, were you looking for me? Do you want to put me back in the village? Is that what this is all about? I've told you the truth! That's all I've got! I've confessed, I've given in! I've got nothing left! Do what you like! I've given him the keys to my car, to my house. I don't, I don't know why I, what is it about him? What is it? Maybe that barmaid's right. Maybe he does remind me of my husband, of the Robin Redbreast. Ugh, what the hell am I talking about? This is insane. Look, just for the record, my husband had some lowly position in Whitehall. Nothing important, nothing special, even though he had to sign the official secrets act, but that was just standard practice. Standard practice, they said. He said... So why should he suddenly just... He died in the service of his country. That's all they'd say. All they would say. And they gave me a number. A number to call if I should ever hear anything about him from anyone. And I asked them what that meant. They wouldn't say. They wouldn't say. What am I supposed to think about that? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with my life? He's coming round. Would you like a cup of tea, ZM73? You must be joking. Oh, it won't be drugged this time. Sure. If you thought we sent you to this so-called village, why did you come back to us? I recognize your voice. Who are you? My name's Thorpe. Who made you chief inquisitor in charge? I did. Thorpe's a highly experienced operative. You'd do well to answer his questions. You've let me out of that tin box. What's changed? We checked out as much of your story as we could. The gypsies were questioned. They described you rather well. There was a police roadblock nearby because of an escaped prisoner. Not me? Not you. So you believe me? We still have questions. So do I. You answer mine, we'll answer yours. I had to know the truth. What about? You asked me why I came back here, even though I thought you might be running the village. Do you still think we're running the village? Do you think at all, Danvers? Are you sure you don't want to go back into our tin box? All right, steady on, Danvers. I can assure you that none of us has heard of this village place. Why should I believe you? Why should we believe you? 
because you have some proof that I'm telling the truth. Not much proof. Precisely. We need more information from you, ZM-73. Information? Why? How did you end up in this village? I don't know. I resigned. I was going to catch a plane. I packed and then... I woke up there. They knocked you out? Must have done. Tell us about the village. You've seen the photographs. Photographs of a deserted, rather beautiful, Italianate resort of some kind. It was a prison! Who were the warders? Probably everyone. Who was the governor? Number two. Number two? And I was number six. Who was number one? <laughs> that would be telling. 